Hello and welcome to the PLUS podcast. Srinivasa Ramanujan was a self-taught Indian mathematical genius who was recently made famous through the film The Man Who Knew Infinity. Ramanujan's remarkable journey from mathematical isolation to mathematical recognition began when he wrote a letter to the eminent Cambridge number theorist G.H. Hardy. Hardy recognized Ramanujan's talent and a few years later the rest of the mathematical world did as well when Ramanujan was elected a Fellow of the Royal Society. That was in 1918, exactly 100 years ago, and the Royal Society recently put on a scientific meeting to celebrate the centenary. At this meeting, Rachel Thomas met with Ken Ono, a mathematician and also an advisor and associate producer of the film The Man Who Knew Infinity. Rachel asked Ono what made Ramanujan's mathematics so special and what kind of mathematics gained him entry to the Royal Society. But first, Ono tells us about the Spirit of Ramanujan project, which supports engineers, mathematicians and scientists who, like Ramanujan, don't have the institutional support from a school or university or, or other research institution to further their career. So, what is the spirit of Ramanujan? Ramanujan could have been lost. He, he was untrained, he was an amateur. From the south of India, he wrote a letter to Cambridge and then all of this stuff happened. So the idea is that um, we would like young people all over the world who want that engagement to write their letter, to apply for this program, and then maybe we can help provide, um, pro provide the, the funds, the financial backing to make it possible to participate where they otherwise might not have the chance. So the program has already existed for two years. We've given prizes, grants to kids in India, Egypt, uh, Kenya, United States, all over the world. And the idea is to support, support those who don't already have the traditional institutional support. And so you can, that's what that website's all about. So if you write a story, please circulate that part because in addition to all the science you're hearing about, your cell phones, et cetera, et cetera, the internet and physics. One of the reasons he is also relevant is that he is a role model for, for, for the possible, that you can come from impossibly difficult conditions, circumstances, and become important. But he needed help, right? He needed Hardy. And Hardy, Hardy wasn't the perfect mentor, right? He was a curmudgeon. Um, he didn't know, like people. <laughs> But still, through his help, all of this happened. So in any event, so that's what the spirit of Ramanujan part is. And uh, yeah. So what age are you aiming at? It can be any age. It could be someone in their 40s. But frankly, most of the, most of the grantees will probably be 12 to 18. If this has piqued your interest and you'd like to find out more about the Spirit of Ramanujan project, including how to apply, then visit spiritoframanujan.com. And there's a deadline coming up on the 31st of December. Back at the Royal Society meeting, Rachel asked Ono why he wanted to put on this celebration of Ramanujan's election. So when the film The Man Who Knew Infinity came out in 2016, uh, the Royal Society invited us to, to screen the film for its members. There was a big gala event. The actors came and I, I, we gave some lectures and uh, in the course of 
some discussions we had with Venki Ramakrishnan, who is the president of the Royal Society, he said, you know, Ramanuj, the 100th anniversary of Ramanujan's election is coming up. We would, we would like to somehow commemorate, recognize the, the occasion. And he suggested at the time that, that maybe a scientific meeting would be in order. And so he encouraged us to submit a proposal for this meeting, and it happened. So Ramanujan is exceptional for, in many ways. But one of the reasons, so his story, his personal story is exceptional, but also his mathematics was exceptional, and he was recognized by the Royal Society as a fellow at quite a young age. So what was it about his mathematics mm. and about him that made him stand out at the time? Well, it's, 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 it's the same qualities that stand out today. Ramanujan had a gift for formulas. Most of us in mathematics build theories, or there's a conjecture that we're trying to prove, and we're trying to solve problems. This was not how he did his work. He believed his ideas came to him as visions from a goddess. The formulas just were just, just zapped into his mind. And um, the formulas he recorded, he thought were beautiful for whatever reason. And as you have seen in some of the lectures today, particularly the first two lectures by professors Berndt and Andrews, people have spent their entire lives working through and uh, not only confirming Ramanujan's formulas, but also they've tried to uh, build theories from these glimpses of formulas. So what is it that, that people saw in Ramanujan when he was alive that resulted in his election? Well, together with Hardy, they proved um, these incredible formulas that tell you how many partitions there are of an integer n. And at the time, that was considered an impenetrable problem. So the fellows that elected him were almost certainly astounded that such a formula not only existed, but could be proved. I'm pretty certain that that formula alone formed most of his, his um, most of the citation for his election. But make no mistake, that's now a very small part of what has grown to be his legacy. Um, but at the time, he was probably known as the wizard of formulas, but his election was almost completely based on this problem of the partitions that was considered hopeless. Um, and that's sort of surprising to people who hear about that to start off with. It's an area of number theory that's so easy to explain what a partition of numbers is and the fact that it was such a difficult question. Can you just tell us what, a part, how, what you mean by partition of numbers? Sure. If we were to express the number three as three along with all of its representations as sums, it's quite easy. There's the number three, there's two plus one, and there's one plus one plus one, and, there's, and so there are three ways of partitioning three. It's also easy with four. 4, 3 plus 1, 2 plus 2, 2 plus 1 plus 1, and 4 ones. There's 5, so if you counted like I was with my fingers, there's 5 partitions of 4. So as easy as, as, as it is for, for anyone to follow the process, the total number of partitions for larger and larger integers becomes impossibly difficult. Try to repeat just what we, what we just did a moment ago with the number 10. We can start. 
10, that's the first one. 9 plus 2, that's a, 9 plus 1, sorry, that's the second one. 8 plus 2 is the third one. 8 plus 1 plus 1 is the fourth one. By the time you get to 10 ones, believe it or not, you should have counted 42 different ways. So even trying to imagine this process for a number like 20 probably is quite formidable. So what Ramanujan did with Hardy was a formula that doesn't necessarily give the right answer, but it's really, really close. And it holds for all n. And you can just plug in for n, and you basically get back the answer. And for mathematicians, just like I described it to you, it would have been, God, it's an obvious process, but we don't know how to count how many, how many outputs the process gives. Someone has to be pretty crazy smart to figure out a shortcut so you never had to count. So I, th I think you can see why that's astonishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, now, one of the things the first two lectures were on, we're talking about his notebooks. Um, what are those notebooks and why are they different from the sort of work of mathematicians that we, that we would have normally uh, had? So the first two talks will stand out as being very different from all of the other talks. All of the other talks will be more along the lines of, of a professional computer scientists, professional mathematicians, and professional electrical engineers. That's what we do today. We are celebrating um, how Ramanujan's formulas or his ideas have inspired us for contemporary science. The first two talks were very different. So George and Bruce are the two world leaders, the two world experts on Ramanujan's formulas. And in, in their words, you hear him saying, we wish we understood how Ramanujan came about his formulas. So their work, which has spanned decades, is complicated by the fact that, and I think you heard this, Ramanujan didn't use notation that anyone else in the world ever used. So um, the way to think of the, the results in the first two lectures and, and that channel, challenge in general wouldn't be very different from an historian who studied ancient Greek literature. So you would want to somehow find some archive someplace where there were documents that you could study, but of course there's this not only language barrier, I mean there would be many barriers to trying to interpret anything from, from centuries ago. That's what you should be thinking in terms of the challenge of making any sense out of these notebooks. Ramanujan did write 30 papers when he was in England, and um, they were professional papers, which is already, which already says quite a bit. When Ramanujan arrived here in England in 1913, he knew nothing of modern mathematics. He made mistakes all the time, um, but somehow very quickly within the span of a year to a year and a half, he was formally trained. He was very smart, so he could catch up very quickly. And so the papers he wrote here, by every professional standard, were world-class papers. So that is also a testament to how gifted he was. So given that he was able to use both, he started off using this non-standard notation, and then he did end up writing uh, in sort of more accepted notation. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was it? Was there anything using this non-standard approach that he started with that gave him some advantage or some different insight, perhaps? Oh, absolutely. In fact, this is not, this is not just Ramanujan, right? This is actually something that we should do a better job in schools, which is part of the reason we're having this Spirit of Ramanujan initiative. 
a good student, it's good to be a good student, right? You want to master topics that are taught in school and you become an expert and you become proficient in them. The world needs these people. But what we also need, and it's easy to forget, but extremely difficult to train, perhaps impossible to train, is that the world needs people who will propel human thought forward. Just being a good student doesn't mean you propelled thought forward. It means you become a master technician. People still win Nobel Prizes for confirming theories predicted by Einstein, right? So there, there are, from time to time, these brilliant people, think Einstein, think Newton, think Ramanujan, who come along who's with ideas that support generations of scientists. So what is it that is in these formulas? Well, not only is it that the case that these formulas have given people like Andrews and Burnt decades of work, it's also that these formulas have offered glimpses of theories that Ramanujan probably wouldn't have been able to articulate himself. Theories that nobody needed until they needed them. So for example, tomorrow there'll be lectures about black holes that make use of some of Ramanujan's mathematics that nobody was talking, nobody even knew that a black hole was something to study when Ramanujan was alive. But he had already developed some of the first formulas that would be used to explain their properties. What's astonishing is that Ramanujan has done this for us several dozen times. And so, where does that genius come from? I don't use the word genius very quickly, very easily, um, but make no mistake, if you write down formulas that you find beautiful and important for some reason, so important that they have earned a, a spot in your notebook, nobody else knows why they're important until decades later they realize actually studying multi-centered black holes depends on an equation. I wish somebody had come up with it, only to discover that they're already in some mysterious notebook. There's something quite spiritual. And that's the end of this PLUS podcast. If you'd like to read about Ramanujan and his work, visit the PLUS website at plus.maths.org and enter Ramanujan in the search box. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.